Hi, this is Tim Jones. I'm the composer for Chuck, and you're listening to Chuck versus the Podcast. Hi, my name is Graham Jones, but you can call me Gray. This is my show. It's about Chuck. It's filled with interviews, the latest news, crazy co-hosts, and spoilers that'll make your day. Oh, wait, wait, I need to go back. I host these TV nights. They used to be pretty boring, but everything changed when I found NBC's new show, Chuck. Pretty soon, my TV night got pretty crowded. Guys I didn't even know were showing up the door. Big important guys. Really scary, nasty, get killed for hosting them guys. Next thing I know, these super episodes are downloaded into my brain. Which means every moment of my life, I'm thinking about Chuck. ChuckTV.net sent their top people to protect me. That's Mel and Liz. They're pretty zany. They co-host with me now as a cover. So now I must welcome you to Chuck vs. the Podcast. The first and only podcast for NBC's Chuck. This is Gray. This is Mel. And Liz. And you're listening to Chuck versus the Podcast, Episode 8, which promises to be one of our most packed episodes yet. How are you guys doing? Pretty good, yeah. but tired. Yeah, extremely tired, burnt out, frazzled, but feeling really, really good. And that's, of course, because Mel and Liz got to go to Comic-Con this week, and I was supremely jealous. How was that? It was fantastic. It was exhausting, but definitely worth the trip. Yes, it was a it was a lot of work. It was a lot of running around, especially for someone who's short like me with little legs. Um, <laughs> but it was it was a great reward. We learned a lot. We um, just had a ton of fun. We met a lot of people. It was great. Did anybody actually actually recognize you from the podcast? Uh, no, we. You know, honestly, there were about sixty five hundred people. Oh my goodness! In that panel, yeah, and we were we were pretty fortunate. We were up in the third row. So we had a really good seat, but that meant that there were, you know, a good 6,000 people behind us. <laughs> wow. And yeah. And so by the time, you know, the panel's over and you're getting up to leave, everybody else is already gone because they were behind you. So um, we bumped into a lot of Chuck fans, of course, but we don't know if they are people that um, know us from the podcast or not. So, mm-hmm. Well, next time we'll have to make sure to have Chuck versus the podcast t-shirts. Something, yeah, or we'll carry a banner around or something, because we thought about that after the fact that, man, we really should have said, had a way for people to identify us, but. It would have been nice if they would have had it on our uh, on our name tags that we had around our necks. Yeah. You may have seen me. I was the the, um, the brunette with the serious sunburn, so <laughs> you remember that. <laughs> that was Mel. Yeah. We were glowing. <laughs> yeah. Nothing like being caught in traffic in a convertible. <laughs> well, yeah. we we will have a very full report coming up on that, and I can't wait to hear all about it. Uh, this is kind of neat. Our our interview today is with Mel and Liz. <laughs> um, yeah, that that should be really exciting later on in the show. But we're going to roll into some very exciting news, and that is that Chuck earned two Emmy nominations yeah! for outstanding main title design. And also for outstanding stunt coordination. And uh, we want to definitely give the credits for um, these nominations. Uh, For outstanding main title design, that was from College Hill Pictures, Wonderland Sound and Vision, in association with Warner Brothers Television. Um, Karen Fong, title designer. Jonathan Gershon, title designer. And Dana Yee, title designer. And for outstanding stunt coordination... Um, this is the episode Chuck versus the Undercover Lover, and that 
is for Merit Yonka, stunt coordinator. So definitely big congratulations to uh, to these guys for uh, I mean what we know is a, is a great job. I've loved that title sequence and the titles in general right from the the get go in the pilot said this is going to be a different show. Uh, I mean the way that the the names just flew in off the other side of the screen and and that kind of thing. They they were really a part of the action and um and so this will be very well deserved if they uh win these awards and we certainly hope they do next up we have some photos coming in from season two and uh mel what can you tell us about that well our first photo from season two is from episode 204 uh check versus the cougars we have a title now and that's the one with yvonne and um or i'm sorry with sarah Walker going back to her high school for her high school reunion and featuring Nicole Richie and Ben Savage as our big name guest stars for that episode. And the picture itself shows Chuck on stage with a big class of 1998 banner behind him. So we can assume that he's actually at the reunion, but he's, it's a fairly innocuous photo. It doesn't give him much away. So I guess we'll just have to wait for the, the uh, episode itself to see what's going on there. Um, but also from, Episode 204, we have, it's a scan. It's not an actual high-res picture like the other one. Um, but Entertainment Weekly has a had a little blurb with Nicole Ritchie um, talking about being on the episode. And we've got um, a scan of that at checktv.net. And it shows her in the shower scene that, that you've probably all heard about at this point because it's just been all over the Internet. And looking um, pretty, pretty fierce, i got to say. It's uh, very very different than what I was expecting when I heard about her role. So, um, again, you can see both of those at if you have the enhanced podcast, then you are seeing them now. You can also see larger versions at checktv.net. Mm-hmm. And uh, that does bring up a good point. There will be lots of spoilery stuff in this episode. Uh, I guess it's just the nature of stuff coming from Comic-Con. And, the, and this is... Everything's really heating up for the the season coming up. So um, we'll go into some non-spoilery stuff first. And then uh, even ahead of our spoiler section, the whole Comic-Con section will have lots of spoilers. And next up in the news is the Chuck comic book. And we already have a synopsis for number five, written by Peter Johnson and Zev Borrell. The art by Jeremy Hahn and Phil Noto and cover by Christian Donaldson. The hit NBC TV series continues taking the comics world by storm. Chuck Bartowski and his friends still can't believe the importance of the man they rescued, but Chuck soon wonders if things may be too good to be true. Chuck's curiosity may be the end of him. This is on sale October 8th, which is coming right up, but not before Chuck starts rolling. Um, And cover art is posted at chucktv.net, and you should be seeing some in the enhanced AEC right now. Next up, we have a giveaway. I'm really excited about this. We've been talking about contests since we started the podcast and we finally have one uh, liz what can you tell us about that yeah we were talking about comics a few minutes ago and uh, we are actually giving away some chuck swag that we scored from comic-con uh, we have a prize pack with a mini poster the second comic book and a pad of post-its bearing the chuck logo it's really cool all you have to do to enter is visit chucktv.net and post your predictions for season two Deadline to enter is Friday, August 15th. The winner will be drawn at random from those who post and notified via email. Good luck, everyone. I should mention that it's cheating if you just post directly from the spoilers that have been on the show. This We want <laughs> speculations. We want 
um, your creativity in these submissions. Yeah, that's right. You should see when you first go to checktv.net, you should see a big post there about the giveaway. So that's where you need to go and post your speculation. And moving right along, we have next listener emails. And we have a few of them because uh, we didn't get to them last week. I want to apologize about that, but we will be reading the emails now. First of all, we have uh, another email from Jorge Saldana, who, uh, if I remember correctly, is from Chile. Um, he says, hi, Gray and girls. I'm just writing to let you know that if you go to the Comic-Con, make sure to send a positive message to the whole Chuck staff for this upcoming second season. I'm really looking forward to September now. And I would also love to tell McGee that I'm a guy who believes in him directing the new Terminator movie. I couldn't agree more. This is great talking here. Um, I just read his blog, and he seems to be a little down with all these people who bash him. So here's a guy that believes that his favorite saga, it really is my all-time favorite saga, will be as good as it all already is with him in charge of the fourth film. I would love to be there to tell him that. Um, thanks for the podcast, guys. It's always refreshing and entertaining, and I look forward to your next episode I hope to return the favor to you someday. Regards, Jorge Saldana. And Jorge, I couldn't agree with you more. I think that, um, if anything, McGee is going to give extra to the Terminator saga. Um, I mean, he definitely knows how to do action. He knows how how to do um, drama. But the thing that he knows also how to do is humor. And, And I think that's something that really makes or breaks a Terminator movie. And so I look forward to seeing his touch on on that. And next up... Uh, from Jenny. Jenny says, Hey guys, wasn't that a blast regarding Comic-Con? And um, this is, this is Mel speaking to Jenny. Why didn't you come find us? Uh, But back to Jenny. I loved it when Zach made fun of Yvonne and impersonated her. No, I almost fell out of my chair, but the whole thing was awesome. Even when the fans asked questions, I think the oddest question was to the whole cast about if you had to die, how would you want to go? Anyways, I had an awesome time there, as I'm sure y'all did as well. Can't wait for the next podcast and not too long till we get more Chuck. Take care from Jenny. And Jenny didn't say where she's from, but she actually typed out y'all, so I'm guessing she's somewhere down south. And thanks, Jenny, for writing. And next up, we hear from Kayla. I think this is a, a second email from Kayla. I think so. Um Kayla says, I wonder how Jeff went from making a video game to Nerd Herder and who messed with the game to make the password to deactivate the missiles. It would have to be someone that really liked the game or something. And I cannot wait for November 3rd with the whole Sarah get with the whole Sarah getting jealous thing. I bet Jill only was dating Bryce because he seduced her and he did it. So Chuck wouldn't have a reason to come back to Stanford and maybe get caught up in the CIA. Can't wait to see if I'm right. I unfortunately can't make it to Comic-Con, but I do have a question. Will the stars of Chuck be traveling around the country just to meet fans? Thanks for making the podcast. I take everything I can get while it's on hiatus. Sincerely, Kayla. Hmm. I don't know. I I haven't heard that the cast of Chuck will be traveling around the country to meet fans. I'm thinking that they're going to be a little bit busy. Mel, what do you think? I know that they are filming um, pretty long days and they're trying to get as many episodes in as they can before this possible um, actor strike. So if they are going to be doing any kind of traveling around the country, it's going to be later on this fall. But we haven't heard any news or plans for that yet. Yeah, I know they had a big international push um, in the off season, and I'm sure... Everybody uh, domestically would love to see them, but uh, my guess would be, would be that they wouldn't be doing a whole lot, at least until their winter break. 
Right. Till they get some time off because those guys, they work hard. Yeah, very, very hard. Well, the next one is from the Philippines. Hi, my name's Karen, and I'm from Manila, Philippines. Chuck versus the Podcast is my first and only nonfiction podcast that I'm currently watching out for. Uh, thank you, Karen. I love it. I love Chuck. My favorite so far, I've only listened till episode three for now, is the Tim Jones interview because I love music and featured music from the series is a great way to discover different artists. Aside from composing, is the team where Tim Jones is part of also the one choosing songs? How do you guys think they choose songs or think of a song that would fit for a scene? My favorite from the whole season is Fresh Feeling by Eels. What is or are yours? Yeah, thanks for writing, Karen. I I think uh, Tim actually answered some of those questions in his interview. Um, in particular, he mentioned that um, Josh Schwartz is heavily involved in the decision-making process for the music. He 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 always has ideas for the music. He's of course the showrunner for the show, um, and he works with uh, the. There is a music supervisor, I believe, um, to do that. Tim is actually not involved in that process. In terms of a favorite song. Um, my, my favorite is actually Tim's work. I, I love, I love this, <laughs> the score, but what do you, what do you guys think? Do you have any favorites? The score is, is awesome. I, I really love how well it under underlines what's going on in the different scenes. But as far as an actual song with lyrics, I don't know. There's so many to choose from. They, they're so good at choosing just the right song for that specific scene or that specific moment. I, I don't know that I can pick a favorite. Yeah, I'm not very familiar with the songs that they pick, so they don't stick in my memory bank. <laughs> Sorry to say, um, but the score, yeah, of course, I love the score. It's you know, it catches you, it grabs you, it makes you look at your TV and go, "Wow, what is that?" But as far as the songs that they pick, I, I like them all. <laughs> yeah, and I, I got to say, I can't wait to listen to the score and the songs and the sound effects in surround sound. I finally got my surround sound system set up. That's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, cool. But moving right ahead, this is our main spoiler warning. Um, This is not actually the spoiler section, but the whole rest of the podcast is going to be very spoilery. We're going to move into our next news item, which is casting news. And Mel, what can you tell us about that? Well, we have big news. As we broke last in our last podcast for episode 206 uh, in the spoiler section, we are finally going to meet the infamous Jill, who is Chuck's ex- ex-girlfriend from Stanford. And shortly after we released that podcast, of course, I'm talking hours here, people, they announced who had been cast as Jill, and it is Jordana Brewster. Um, you'll probably remember her. She's a brunette actress. You'll, you should be seeing her picture on your um, enhanced podcast right now. She was in The Fast and the Furious and she was in the Mr. and Mrs. Smith TV series that was on briefly last, I guess it would be two seasons ago now. I believe it was on in 2006. And um, so she signed on for a minimum of three episodes, which is some big news. That means that Jill will be around for at least three episodes this season. And Josh uh, Schwartz, the creator, um was talked to um, Asialo at EW.com and said that Chuck always has imagined seeing Jill again and being able to impress her with all he's accomplished. Unfortunately, when he does meet her, he's doing a computer install and she's a brilliant, successful, beautiful doctor working to create antibodies to horrible diseases. Uh, Schwartz goes on to say that the part is funny, romantic, there's action and cool twists in emotional drama. It's the juiciest art we've done yet and one that ties very deeply into the mythology of the show and the character of Chuck. 
So again, Jill arrives in episode 206, which is probably going to air in November. And it looks like she's going to be sticking around for a while, which will make the Chuck and Sarah relationship pretty interesting. Wow. I mean, for him to put it that way, I I thought the Rachel Bilson, uh, who played Lou, I thought that arc was pretty juicy. Um, and if he says this is the juiciest arc yet, we're in for some good stuff. Yeah, indeed. And it's it's interesting that we've had Jordana Brewster and Rachel Bilson, who are both brunettes. And then we've got Ivan Strahovski, who's a blonde. I'm wondering if there's any significance there or if it just happened to be that way. Hmm. Things hmm. that make you go, hmm. Indeed. And on Chuck, there are a lot of them. Yeah. Well, next up, we start our Mel and Liz report. And that is starting out with the Warner Brothers Lot Tour, which, of course, we had a teaser of that with our interview last week. And how was it to actually be on the lot? It was it was awesome. For one thing, it was a beautiful day. Um, I love the way they started it out with... Um, they showed us a 10-minute clip of the history and of uh, Warner Brothers and different shows and movies they've done. And Chuck, of course, was was flashed in there a few times. It was fun. Um, the cast, unfortunately, was shooting on location that day, so they weren't on the lot. Um, we saw the set where they crashed a car, I think, for the season premiere. It was a, a storefront. And uh, and then we saw one of the nerd herd mobiles was parked in the in their soundstage. Uh, so that was that was kind of fun to see. We were hoping we'd see that. In fact, we asked our guide if it, if one would be there, and she said, "I don't know." And we turned a corner, and there it was. So uh, it was great. It was exciting. It was fun. It was interesting, very interesting, and I'm really glad we did it. Now, did you actually get to meet Emily? We didn't. That slacker. We <laughs> had to. We had to book it down to San Diego for Comic Con. So we uh, we were at the very first on the very first tour, which left at eight twenty, and we were informed that Miss Emily's first tour wasn't until nine forty. So I guess she had decided to sleep in that day or something that no, they, I, they scheduled them in 20 minute, um, increments. So she just happened to be, um, doing one at a time when we just couldn't, couldn't mm. do it. Cause we had to, um, get on the freeway and, and get stuck in traffic. So, um, but we did, our, our tour guide was very nice. Her name was Alyssa. Mm-hmm. And she drove us all around and showed us all kinds of things. And I don't know if we've mentioned on here before that Liz and I are big Gilmore Girls fans. So if there are any other Gilmore Girls fans listening, WB Lot Tour, you definitely want to check that out. We got the gazebo. We got Luke's Diner. We got to see all kinds of stuff from from um, Gilmore Girls, which is now, of course, being repurposed for other shows. But we were um, we were quite gleeful about getting to see some of that stuff. And... This may interest those of you who are also Terminator fans. We actually got to see them filming uh, a scene for the Sarah Connor Chronicles while we were there. Someone came over the radio as we were um, looking at some other sets and said, hey, if you get over here in the next few minutes, you should be able to see them working on the scene. So um, we, our guide uh, drove that tram just as fast as it could go, which is like five miles an hour. And... (laughs) got us over there and we saw Thomas Decker and Lance Reddick filming a scene. We were, you know, quite a ways away, but, um, they were outside. Was it a hospital is, is that what it was? Set it up was to be? Yes. Yeah. It was turned into a hospital and they were in an ambulance or something. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 
So we, we saw them from a distance doing that. And then as we were um, heading on to our next stop, I guess they had just finished shooting that scene and, and Lance Reddick was walking by. And so we waved at him and he waved back and smiled. And then we went on and saw lots of other cool stuff. Um, just, yeah, there's, there's a lot of cool stuff on there. So. Okay. Funny little thing. When Lance Reddick, when we saw him and I'm waving back at him and I turned to look at Mel and she's got a funny look on her face. She goes, you know who that was, right? And I said, no. She goes, it's Lance Reddick. She goes, I go, well, where's he from? She says, from Sarah Connor Chronicles. Don't you watch that show? I said, yes. (laughs) (laughs) She's, she, I, I've hardly, I think I've seen part of an episode, Uh you know, and Liz has seen every single episode. So that that just made me laugh. I'm yeah. clueless, totally clueless. That's, that's quickly become one of my favorite shows. And actually, uh, I'll I'll re-mention my invitation to um, my Chuck Knights in the fall. The Chuck Knights also happen to feature heroes in Terminator Sarah Connor Chronicles in high definition. So if you're in the Toronto area, let me know and come on out. Very cool, and bring chips or something, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so in addition to those sets, we also saw some sets for Pushing Daisies, which is um, a Warner Brothers show. We saw where the pie hole is, uh, the exterior, and then also um, we looked in the doors where they were of uh, the interior. They were prepping for to start shooting the next episode. So we actually got to see this, the stage where the pie hole sits. Um, we didn't, you know, we they wouldn't let us get out and go walk around in there for some reason. Um, like they were afraid we were going to touch stuff, but... <laughs> We uh, we did get to go in and, and look around. Um, they also had us go actually go in to where they film um, Big Bang Theory, mm-hmm. and the the you know the sitcoms they actually have audience, live audiences in there uh, when they're filming, and so they had us um, you know, kind of go in and see what that was all about. And we saw the sets, which were mostly covered in in sheets right now since they're on hiatus, but um, kind of get the feel for that, and then. Um, we saw sets for Ghost Whisperer because they um, had that that fire on the Universal lot, which is where Ghost Whisperer is usually filmed. Mm-hmm. So they're they're shooting over at Warner Brothers for a little while until they get their sets repaired. And then we also were taken to the museum, uh, costume museum and props museum. They're uh, at the end of the tour, and we saw Chuck's Nerd Herd costume was on display. Uh, along with a bunch of other costumes, um, some costumes from Willy Wonka, the Chocolate Factory, um, the Matrix. 300. That's Oh, man, those are some very skimpy costumes. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was a little surprised by those. And then the whole top floor of that museum is all Harry Potter props and costumes, wow. which, of course, yeah, we were totally geeking out over that. So it's, until you get to the back of that room, and they had a near life size model of Aragog, the giant spider creature. Oh, that was pretty creepy. Wow. I just got the shivers <laughs> just thinking about it. Oh, and then you forgot, Mel. You forgot. I can't believe you forgot what? this. We got to see the we saw Central Park. That's they, right. They, we did. They brought us right into Central Park and the couch and the cappuccino maker and everything. Mm-hmm. It was all set up like they were just getting ready to shoot a scene. That's right. They preserved the set of Central Park from Friends in in one of the props 
um, buildings. They've got it set up so that you can actually just go in and, and see the whole thing. And it's gorgeous. It's, I, I think I offended Lissa, our tour guide, when I said that it was so much prettier in real life, but it is, it's just beautiful. Yeah. So wow. that was, that was a neat treat too. So well worth the time and effort to get there. And it's really not that hard to get there, but, um, definitely worth going if you're, if you're in the area. So, and you never know who you're going to see on the lot. That's true. Yeah. Well, I definitely, definitely, definitely plan to take that tour when I'm in Los Angeles, which, uh, probably won't be this year, but hopefully sometime next year. Um, I did a tour of the universal lot 28 years ago. <laughs> And nothing I bet since. some of it's changed. Yeah, I, I think some of it's changed. Uh, the Incredible Hulk was um, a big show back then. The original <laughs> one with uh, <laughs> Dave Baxter and Lou Frigno. Um, and uh, I remember the original Bionic Woman uh, being oh, yes. on that tour. That's how long ago it was. Ooh, speaking of Bionic Woman, I think we should go right into our Comic-Con report. I think that's a great idea. Okay, because one of the little tidbits that doesn't really have, didn't really fit anywhere else in our report, so it's kind of under miscellaneous, is that when Yvonne Strahovski um, auditioned for the role of Sarah Walker in Chuck, she also at the same time had auditioned for the lead in Bionic Woman. And the, she, uh, Josh Schwartz was saying that, you know, she was basically in L.A. for 10 minutes and they, they signed her for Chuck and... NBC was glad to get her for Chuck, but kind of bummed that she wasn't going to be available for Bionic Woman. Wow. At which point Yvonne said, well, I think I made the right choice. And I think she's right. <laughs> yeah, I, def I definitely agree, though I, I would have loved to have seen her in that show. Um, I kind of liked Bionic Woman, but kind of didn't. Um, I was mm. a little disappointed. And who knows? Maybe she would have brought something uh, better to that show. But certainly, I, I can't imagine what Chuck would have been like without having Yvonne Strahovski. Exactly. I think, yeah. I think Josh Schwartz was quite right to be gleeful about snatching her up when he had the opportunity. Yeah. So, okay, just, that's from, you know, somewhere in the middle of the panel, but it was a nice segue. So, to start with, they showed us an extended trailer for season two with clips from the first five episodes, which... I'm telling you guys, this season is coming out of the gate swinging. It is fantastic. We saw the the already infamous shower fight between Yvonne and Nicole Richie in episode uh, 204. They showed several snippets of that, and the crowd was going crazy. They look just awesome. We also see Sarah's new undercover uniform from the Orange Orange, and it's just uh, it's an, an orange tank top and white shorts. But no more pigtails. Um, yeah. And we see Chuck being dangled out the window by Michael Clark Duncan, which is how the, the season premiere opens. And then a completely unexpected, we see a cage match at the buy more between Jeff and Lester. Wow. Just, and it appears that Morgan is officiating. So that's interesting. Um, we see the return of Bryce. We see Jill's um, appearance and we see lots of Chuck and Sarah. In fact, we see them kiss twice. <gasps> wow. Yes. And we see Chuck ask uh, Sarah out on a real date. Wow. So, yeah, big stuff there. And not to be forgotten, we also see Morgan and Anna 
uh, Anna being Anna and kind of torturing her boyfriend there. And um, we see awesome Captain Awesome and Ellie where there he's um, Captain Awesome fills their apartment with rose petals and carries her in over the threshold and is being very romantic. So there's, there's lots, lots and lots. That's not even everything, but that's uh, as fast as I could write it down. That's what, what I got. It's awesome. Wow. And I, and I understand an an abbreviated version is already on YouTube. Yes. Um, I think it's only about a minute long. Uh, and what we saw was probably five minutes. So, but yeah, you can get a taste of it on YouTube. Wow, it's not, it sounds like romance is in the air. Indeed. I think these first five or six episodes is going to be a lot of progress with the Chuck and Sarah romance, the Anna and Morgan romance, and the um, Awesome and, and Ellie romance. So, yeah, Josh Schwartz says, um, moving on to the actual panel, he said that they'll be owning the love story right out of the gate. Of course, at that point, Zach embraced Josh Gomez. <laughs> which had everyone laughing and then mm-hmm. he's like oh no he meant chuck and sarah so then you know he he hugged yvonne instead but um the moderator did ask um how the bromance between chuck and morgan was faring this season and chuck said that or zach said that it's strained because you know chuck is in his spy world while morgan's um holding down the fort at the Bymore, but that that the bromance is still simmering and that flame will never go out so there's hope for the for the bromance. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the other romance, Zach looks at Yvonne and asks, isn't she hot? And the crowd, of course, you know, oh, of course she is. Yes, she is. Screams stuff. Then Zach asks Yvonne, what is our romance like this season? And she says, steamy. Which so, drew lots of hoots and hollers. Of course, a lot of calls. Based on the clips we saw before the panel, there's a lot going on with Chuck and Sarah at the beginning of the season, including a couple of kisses and possibly a real date. And um, then um, Awesome and Ellie, as they're planning their wedding, um, Ellie is in full Martha Stewart mode. And um, it's funny because Josh Schwartz is also planning his own bachelor party. And apparently some of that... Um, that party and his wedding are going to end up in the show. Wow. So that should be, yeah, that should be pretty cool. Morgan and Anna are also smooching this season and no smooching for Casey yet. Not, not yet. Poor Casey. He's left out in the cold. Mm -hmm. And, but later a fan went up to the mic and said that, um, big Mike, Mark Christopher, he was in the VIP section. Uh, big Mike wanted to know if he's getting a love interest and Schwartz says, is that true? Mark says, okay. And then Schwartz says, um, Big Mike will be getting a love interest and it might be Morgan's mom. And then and then Josh Gomez, he gives his gasp. <laughs> and what did he say? Well, she is a... Uh, then, yeah, he, he gasps and he puts his microphone down and like lays his head on the, on the table and then he gets up and he's like, well, she is a MILF. So, which of course had everybody laughing, but that was a shocker that Big Mike and, and Morgan's mom. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be pretty funny. And then. And then uh, yeah. And then. You know, Anna? Yep. Schwartz also revealed that there will be a same sex kiss this season between two people who were on the stage. And the cast all kind of started looking at each other like, you know, we don't know who it is. We don't know who it is. But. Um, it was later revealed, um, I think Kristen at E revealed later that it's actually, wait for it, it's Chuck and Casey. 
<laughs> now that, so I, guess, I mean, I can't even wrap my head around what circumstances could possibly invo- be involved in uh, that. I'm, I'm just, yeah. So that should be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we also find out that we also found out that the nerd herders are going to be regulars this season. So we'll be seeing plenty more of them, Jeff and Lester um, and Anna and Josh Gomez says that the Buy More crew is up and running, but not well. Hmm. So a new a new assistant manager is needed, and this is where the cage match comes in. So Morgan rigs up a cage manager uh, a cage match for Jeff and Lester to compete for the position of the the new assistant manager. Which I mean, I can't even describe this this cage match. We're going to have to wait until the promos start coming so we can post just this part on the website because it is so hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, of course a cage match is the best way to choose leadership. Mm-hmm. So Lester wins and he rules the buy more for a while until he can't hack it. Uh, according to Gomez and then Emmett Milbridge, who's played by Tony Hale comes in. So that's, that's how we get the arrival of, of Tony Hale's character. Wow. Yeah. And then Warner Brothers um, gave away a nerd herd mobile, which, you know, I had my name all over the place there. No one noticed it. So (laughs) I didn't get the, it wasn't me, but the lucky winner wasn't at the panel. So his name is Samuel. Hey, Samuel. Hey, woohoo. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Send us a photo of yourself in your new car. We'll put it up here and let everybody know what you look like in the car though. You have to be in the car. They actually gave away the car. Yes. They did. We have a picture of us. You should be seeing it right now of Liz and Mel in front of the, the nerd herd mobile that they were giving away. Wow. It was, it was parked there at the Warner brothers booth. Yeah. We both entered and we're like, you know, can we pull any strings? Can we get it? But, yeah. <laughs> but nope, Samuel got it. So yep. If you, if you're listening, Samuel, we want to see your, a picture of you. Yeah, please do. Please do. Um, some other people, especially in the, in the check TV.net forums have been, very hotly debating what's going to happen with the intersect and Schwartz actually said um, kind of right off the bat that they're going to deal with the intersect issue, the beta intersect uh, right, right away. Um, He said, Casey has to disappear check. That's what they call it in the, in the NSA and CIA. So he's under orders to disappear Chuck and Schwartz says, we'll see Casey start to develop a feeling just the one, (laughs) which that drew a lot of laughter. Yeah. And uh, Schwartz also says that uh, something catastrophic happens at the end of the premiere episode, which sets into motion a story arc leading up to an amazing season finale. Those are his words. Wow. And he said each week will have its own villain or crisis to solve, but there's an overarching storyline for the whole season. Um, and I believe based on the spoilers and things that we've had access to that that's going to involve fulcrum and you know the bryce larkin storyline and all of that so that's going to be it's going to be really interesting to see that through line as we go through the, the whole season wow yeah we get into some talk about the guest stars and uh zach's job does not suck he has <laughs> jill and sarah fighting over him and 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 then he has to make out with melinda clark so far this season uh, he says, I don't write it, but I'm going to go with it if I have to. That <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> He's a team player. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Yvonne talked about what is going to be an iconic moment in the series, the shower fight 
between Sarah and Heather, played by, of course, Nicole Richie. She says, I enjoyed kicking Nicole's butt on the show. She kicked my butt, too. You'll have to watch to see who wins. This was her first fight scene with water, which she thought was a lot of fun. And it looked like it, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, there aren't any plans for Lou to return in the near future, but her deli is still there by the buy more. Schwartz says that uh, she's probably still making the Chuck Bartowski, um, just not making out with Chuck Bartowski. <laughs> uh-huh. I did love that character. She she was good. But I, I, I see a finite arc being appropriate for that. Yeah, especially with Jill coming into the picture. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then, okay, so remember that this is Comic-Con, and we've got Adam Baldwin present mm-hmm. on stage, accounted for. So, you know, the the crowd was just nuts about him. And actually, it had been, um, gosh, what was that, Liz? There was the Dollhouse panel with Joss Whedon was like two panels before this one. And I I actually sat in on that one. And then I had to sit through Battlestar Galactica to make sure that we had good seats for Chuck. So, you know, it's a tough life. But (laughs) like Zach, you know, I take it. I take one for the team. So... Anyway, so, you know, the the crowd, a lot of them had been in the dollhouse panel and then, you know, waited for the, for the Chuck panel. So there were a lot of Joss Whedon fans and Adam Baldwin fans in, in the audience, and they were just, you know, all about Adam. And as Zach said, you know, Adam could be on the panel by himself going, and people would show up, which Adam's kind of like, yeah, probably. But... It was, there were a lot of jokes about that, but someone asked if there was a chance that Adam would appear on Dollhouse, and he replied with um, an expletive and then said, I'm on Chuck now. So, you know, the crowd approved of that. He was quite uh, quite vehement in his support of, of Chuck. Mm-hmm. Um, then there were some more jokes, jokes about Adam's status at Comic-Con, which all had us all laughing and cheering. And then... Adam got really serious and, and he thanked the fans for their love and their support following him, you know, from the Whedon verse into, into Chuck, which was really sweet and uh, kind of unexpected. If you're, you believe the whole, you know, gruff exterior that, that Adam exudes in, in his characters. Mm-hmm. And then Gomez, then, you know, from there, he, he's voiced what many of us were, were thinking. He's, he says, um, Adam's like a porcupine prickly. So you don't want to touch him, but inside he's all soft and cuddly. Which, you know, Adam then growled at him for that. But it was a really funny moment. Uh-huh. When, yeah, he's, he's just Adam, that Adam Baldwin. He's a porcupine. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then we moved into um, some questions from the fans. And there were some pretty good ones. Um, someone asked how each of the cast would want their character to die, which I thought was kind of um, ingenious. And Ryan, who plays Captain Awesome, said in bed, you know, mm-hmm. of course. Yvonne said, in Chuck's arms. Aww. Yeah. Everybody all all together. Aww. And then Ryan came back with, you know, no decapitations because then you can't come back. He's like, I was on a soap, so I know. Um, Yeah, that was was met with a lot of laughter. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Sarah Lancaster, who's Ellie, says, I think I'd want Casey to kill me because he's a badass. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, Adam was like, right on. Gomez um, thinks that Morgan should die at the arcade. Of course. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so then it's Zach's turn, and he says, well, you know, all the good ones are taken. He says, and I don't really sit around thinking about how to die, but I'll say in Sarah's arms. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was 
that Zach, he knows what we want to hear. Mm-hmm. And then Adam, of course, he rounded it off by saying that um, he thinks Casey, Casey should die in an exploding Crown Vic. Mm-hmm. Well, then another fan asked um, someone in Chuck's real life um, would find out about his secret spy life this season. And Zach said no. And Schwartz says, you want to bet on that? Wow. So, yeah. yeah, that was an interesting moment. Mm-hmm. Then there was, a, there was a lot of speculation about who was going to find out. Um, uh, and you know, um, there was someone said that they were sure it was going to be Morgan. Boy, I couldn't see that. Best buddies, uh, but then someone else said, "Well, you know, since Chuck and Ellie live together, maybe it would be Ellie because she's the one that's you know closest, you know, able to see his comings and goings the most." So I don't know. That would be my guess. You think Ellie? I think I, either that or Captain Awesome. Could be, could be Captain Awesome. Yeah, that would be. I don't know. Whoever it is, it's going to be be interesting. Mm-hmm. And then relating back to Adam's work on Firefly, a fan asked if Casey had any names for his guns, and he replied, uh, "I like the name Shiny." To which, of course, <laughs> there was an eruption of cheers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, someone wanted to know if Chuck will be going back to college to get his degree. And Schwartz says that that will be addressed in the first five episodes. Cool. Sounds to me like we have a lot of food here for that speculation for the contest guys. Yeah. Indeed. So on the panel, I mean, these guys just have so much fun and it's, it's obvious that when they go to work, they're just having a blast with each other because they totally brought it for the panel. Um, and one of the fun things they were, they were doing was doing their impressions of each other. And uh, Gomez did his impression of Captain Awesome, which was was pretty good. It was kind of surfer dude, but, you know, he's kind of a surfer dude. So that worked. And then Ryan retorted by saying that he's working on his impression of Morgan, but he has to grow a beard and cut himself off at the knees (laughs) for it to work. And then, um, of course, Yvonne was speaking mostly in her, her real accent, her Australian accent during the panel. And so they were trying to get um, Zach to, apparently Zach impersonates her Australian accent. And uh, they were trying to get him to do that. And he, all he would do was his impression of Yvonne saying no. Mm-hmm. And he said, all you, what you do is you take the N and then you just go down the vowels. So it's <laughs> no. No. <laughs> and then he said, you just keep doing it faster and faster. And she was just about to fall off her chair. She was laughing so hard. Um, yeah and you can actually hear this the full panel is available from nbc they posted it online and we've got it embedded at checktv.net so if you want to listen to the entire panel and hear what all we were talking about unfortunately they don't have the um that extended trailer they didn't post that but you can hear that everybody talking about you know everything we've just been talking about and um yeah it's it was a really really good panel. We've also we have more uh, photos up at chucktv.net, and of course we've got our swag giveaway. Mm-hmm. Um, all leading up to that that premiere on September 29th, which we can't wait for. It's gonna be good. Well, I gotta say that sounds like it was awesome. It was. That is the word. Awesome. Yeah, stealing from Ryan. But I think it's the word to use, and I really, really hope I can be at the next Comic-Con. Uh, who knows, if my if my comic book series gets renewed, then we might actually be shooting at the next Comic-Con. So that would be wow. really cool. Neat. Oh, and actually, a little uh, housekeeping. 
announcement, actually a couple of housekeeping announcements. Um, I had mentioned that the episodes of mine for Property Virgins uh, were going to be airing this week. And I just found out that um, that my episodes won't be airing in the States until January. So if you were ah. looking for those, you won't see them, but you'll see them in January. And uh, uh, the other housekeeping announcement is um, I did notice that depending on how you're, you're uh, listening to the podcast, some of the web links may not be showing up. Uh, my suggestion for you is just try a different way of listening right now. Um, I'm waiting for an update in my podcasting software, um, and the update hasn't uh, come yet. So do bear with us. And if you listen to it through iTunes or your iPod and you don't have the web links, try actually downloading it from www.chuckpodcast.com. Um, you can even watch it in QuickTime Player as an alternative. Um, so if you find that you're, you're missing that, you can, you can try one of the alternate ways of, uh, of listening to the episode. But uh, all that said, thanks for listening. Please do vote for us at podcastalley.com. Uh, you can get the, the web link at www.chuckpodcast.com right at the top, or uh, there's a link in the AAC here, and also vote for us at iTunes. Um, and coming right up, we have spoilers. Well, we've had spoilers the whole episode, but this is real spoilers. So if you were listening to the rest, you probably don't want to turn off the podcast. But hey, if you don't like the the, the total spoilers, you can turn it off now. Thanks a lot for listening. And we're back with spoilers from episode seven already. What have you guys got for us? I can't believe we're already in episode seven. Well, um, we don't have a title for this one yet either, but we assume it's going to be Chuck versus something. And in this one, Emmett, who is played by Tony Hale, busts Morgan for using the Bymore's home theater room after hours to fraternize with fellow employees. Uh-oh. And the um, punishment that he claims is unexpected and unwanted, I would say, for poor Morgan. In the meantime, Team Bartowski successfully completes a mission to steal a list of Fulcrum's double agents within the NSA, but Fulcrum wants it destroyed before Casey or anyone else at the agency gets their hands on it. So a Fulcrum Fulcrum agent named Winterburn takes Jill hostage at the Museum of Natural History to get the list back from Chuck, resulting in some prehistoric damage. Wow. Now yeah. my, my my guess is that the the that over arc thing for the season is going to involve Fulcrum. Yes, that's our guess. Well, so we already have spoilers to episode seven. Um, do you guys know how how many episodes are actually going to be in the fall before they hit that hiatus? I don't know. I think they're going to try to do eight or ten, but they haven't said for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that they got picked up the the full twenty two episodes. Uh, for the season, but since they're starting, they're not starting until um, September 29th, which, by the way, is Zach's birthday. He wanted to remind everyone wow. uh, at the panel to, if nothing else, watch the season premiere for him. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're starting pretty late, so that's doesn't give them a whole... I, I would say, you know, they'd be lucky if they could get 10 in before their winter hiatus, but who knows? Maybe they'll give us more. Maybe we'll just go straight through. We won't have any reruns or breaks. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Somehow I don't see that happening, though. Not with big budget shows like this one no probably not but uh well thanks for listening 
And it's been a real long one this week. Um, the next one probably won't be for another few weeks, possibly even until September. So uh, hopefully this keeps you tied over. And definitely keep visiting chucktv.net, ivanstrahovsky.net, and www.chuckpodcast.com for updates. And I just want to give my shout out to Vern and the boys. Hope you guys are doing well. And we'll see you all next time. And don't forget the contest on chucktv.net.